Introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. Find a way. Find a way. Hey, 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 it's Christoph Wrights, the host of the Poet Life Podcast, and I'm so excited. It's a Saturday morning. We usually shoot and record on Friday nights. Listen, we wanted to rest. Me and Chris, Chris Jones here. I'm Christoph. He's are you Christopher or Christian? Or what, what what's your what's your fool? Christopher. All right, cool. So you're a yes, Christopher. Sir. Got you. You know what? Let's jump right into it, man. Listen, everybody, this is Chris Jones. Listen, if you all haven't heard Chris Jones perform his spoken word, you've missed a lot. And and just go to YouTube, man. Go to YouTube. Matter of fact, what's your website real quick? We're going to start off like that. What's your website? Uh, poetrywithapurpose.com. Already. The domain poetry itself a says a whole lot. Poetrywithapurpose.com. That in and of itself tells you what he's about. He's about purpose, man. He's not just doing stuff to do it. Um, and I'm so excited to have him on. I, I you know, I've worked with Chris um some time ago you know i've booked him to perform at some churches some events and he kills it every time uh or i'll say he brings life every time and so um chris man how's life everything is great man blessed really Uh, really blessed yeah yeah i could tell man I, i see you going i see you flowing and and i see you growing that's awesome yes sir yes sir indeed so when determining what our direction would be for this episode, it can go in so many directions when it comes to, you know, what you've been able to accomplish in, in your poetry career. Um, I'll say poetry career, you know, not too, not too many poets will say poetry career. Um, and, and that's one thing that we're trying to change here at The Poet Life is to get people to see that this is not just a hobby. It can be if you choose for it to be, but if you want this to be your career, you have to name it that, right? Once you name it that, that means you start taking actions uh, that uh, uh, that are aligned with that ideology, you know, that that mission. So I can tell that you've been calling it a poetry career for a good while because you've been on a major mission, man. Like where did you start, man? Like what year, where were you in life where you started on this journey? It's so funny. A lot of people um, ask that question because um, when they catching up to me, when they first catch up to me, it seems like it's an overnight situation. Um, But this was 10 years in the making about 10 years ago. I started out at a church called life church ministries. And they asked me to do a a second year church anniversary for that church. And I said, okay, uh, I I do poetry, but I write it down and read it off of a paper. And because I wanted to do something different for the church, because my life was also changing, becoming a bit more for Christ at that time. I said, man, I'm going to try to memorize it. I don't want to stand in front of the church people (laughs) and read off of a paper and be shaking and stuff. So I said, I'm going to memorize it. And I memorized the piece. The piece was entitled Writing for Transformation. 
um, which is also on my album Hope, which is on all major platforms, um, iTunes, Apple Music, Tidal, everything. So um, writing for Transformation, I wrote it. I went and I did it and the church loved it. Everybody that was there. So of course it was a church anniversary. So there were other churches. So they said, can you come do that at my mm. church? And so once I started doing that, it was almost like I was taking a whole tour of Glen Burnie because our church is right on that Glen Burnie, Baltimore city line. So I was all in Anne Arundel County and every church I went to seemed like it was another person from another church that was like, I want you to come do that at my church. Mm. And it just began to spiral and spiral from there, man. And all types of doors opened up. And before you knew it, this was something that I was doing that was about as keeping me about as busy as my full-time job. Right out the gate. Yeah, pretty much. It, I mean, it was incredible. Like it, once that uh, next video got posted, so what ended up happening is that happened and I said, God, I need another piece because I got sick and tired of, of literally reciting writing for transformation. I'm like, God, if I say writing for transformation one more time. But you were eating, <laughs> but you were eating all that one poem. But I was getting tired of it, bro. I gotta, I gotta confess. I said, man, it was, it was serving me well, but I'm like, God, I want something else. And then he gave me the piece of call to action. Okay. Um, All right. Before you jump to call to action, because I know how heavy that is. All right. So listen. So all of this would not have happened, probably, if you did not say, okay, I need to take this more serious. Absolutely. Right. Take it It to the next level. Just be a recitation just because I write well. Right. I need to go up here like a professional and take down the paper. Now, and I always have to give both sides to it because there are poets that perform with their paper. Mm-hmm. And that's cool because there is still a way to present your art in a professional manner, um, uh, even with a p- piece of paper. Yes. And I've done that. Uh, because again, we talk about opportunities. So multiple weddings, multiple birthday celebrations, multiple retirement uh, right. ceremonies, right. with multiple graduations and inaugurations where people have asked me to come in, write custom pieces. And I'm not trying to commit that to memory because I'm only going to mm. say it once. And so right. it's like, since I'm only going to do it once, I'm not trying to commit this to memory. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to take this space in my brain yeah, yeah. yeah. or temporary so I enough time that I'm comfortable with it to the point where I don't have to stare at the paper but I do have it there just to make sure that I make their event memorable Got it. instead of me trying to strain and lock it in and deliver I'm, I take that pressure off myself. So, so with the paper, were you at a podium at a? Yes. Yeah, typically, I'm standing at a podium, and the paper is down. And you see the paper, and you can you can barely see it. And I'm it. able to kind of reference and keep going and keep the eye contact with the crowd because that that engagement part is everything when it comes to poetry, as you know. The engagement. Once you, got the, once you got the crowd with you, and you're able to engage, you're not just head down the entire time, man, that that makes a difference. My wife, 
she said something. We were at a um, it was uh like a Disney themed Christian sing singing like type of event, and it bothered her that the people that were there, which we paid money for their tickets to get in, were reading the lyrics off of the phone. She said, you telling me we paid to watch you guys read off of a phone? You didn't take enough time to familiarize with yourself with the lyrics well enough that you don't have to just stand there and read off. And that's what I want to avoid. I want to encourage everyone to avoid. Right. If you're not going to commit it to memory, because I don't even believe in committing everything to memory, familiarize yourself with the piece enough where you're not just engaged with a piece of paper or right. your phone. Right. You can still engage with the people who are there. Now, even all right. So even if you're not like you, you said, the the musician, the singer, even if you're not at a podium and you can't hide the paper, right? Um, you can at least get. You know, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, so let me tell you, my wife, again, she dope. She said, you need a folder. Right. I'm like, I'm like I, don't, I don't need a folder. She like, I'm telling you, get a folder. And you're it makes there, professional. Yes, yes. It, see, this looks professional. Indeed. Indeed. And, and for the folks that are listening on, on the podcast, I just I just pulled up like a, a, a folder as opposed to going up there with a piece of paper, like the paper's folding and, and falling over. But if you go up there with a folder with the paper on the inside, it looks more professional. Indeed. It's almost like, um, uh, um, you know, those formal, what is it? Um, like an orchestra. Like, 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 like a, somebody, orchestra. like a composer looking at exactly. his the composition. Composer. That looks professional. He's not up yeah. there with a, a falling piece of paper. Yes, because if you watch the composer try to pick up a piece of paper during the orchestra, you're going to walk out. Exactly. <laughs> That's like, I'm out of here. Yes. So, so in a nutshell, there's a way to do it. And Indeed. there's a reason why you can and should hold a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. right? So that's, that's, that's good. Um, one of those reasons is what you said is if it's a custom piece, familiarize yourself with it so you can continue to uh, engage with your audience. Um, but now if you're a fast uh, memorizer and, and it's nothing to you, okay, cool. Then do what you do. do, it. What you do. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> flowing and going and growing <clears throat> and you got you to gotta gig tomorrow too and you got to you know what I'm saying? Indeed. Focus on that too. Go ahead and write that thing, that type it up on a piece of paper, but get your folder so you still look professional. Um, so I'm not going to stay there, but uh, what I really like about what you said um, coming in to this conversation was one, you took it serious from the gate, from the beginning, uh, but you also went in with... Um, now, well, let me ask. Let me make that a question. Did you go into the opportunity with the expectation that there are or there may be people there that may want to book you as well? Or was that a surprise to you? That was actually um, a surprise. OK, uh, because up until then, I did poetry and then I did a 
you know, a few open mic events and people would always tell me even then back in high school, back in college, like, man, that was nice. You know, that was dope. But I never really, you know, it was like, all right, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. That's all I saw it as. When I was asked to do it for the church, I'm like, I'm doing this for God. And so I really want to take it to the next level. But it wasn't a thing where take it to the next level so I can get booked for more things. It was take it to the next level so God can be pleased. Mm. And once that happened, I really wasn't worried about pleasing, I guess, man per se, but pleasing God. I see. God then poured right back in and said, well, look, this is what I'm going to do now. I see wow. where the heart is. I wasn't coming in like, all right, God, let's go ahead and let's uh, get these racks up. <laughs> you know, that. <laughs> That ain't it. That's just not it. It was like, God, I just want to be pleasing to you. He was able to see my heart. And then I believe that's what opened door for new opportunities. That's when he started strategically placing me in places where people were. And then all of a sudden it starts turning over. You can't even stop it at that point in time. That's 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 so good. So have a bigger why, have a bigger purpose for why you're doing it. Um, if so, Chris, uh, and myself, we're both Christians. We're both men of faith. And, and so what he's saying is he didn't do it just to get more gigs. He did it to please God and God then rewarded him with more opportunities to continue pleasing him. Indeed. Indeed. And so, so, Okay. For those of you uh, who are not people of faith or whatever, um, um, still have a bigger why, have a bigger purpose, right? So if you're going in and the cause or the theme of the event is domestic violence, right? You, on the same level playing field, go in wanting to impact a life. Yeah. Right. Help people, Indeed. Go in there with your words. Your words are your tools that you'll use to help someone. And you're not going to do it lackadaisically. Right. Like you really want to impact their life. So you're going to go in there and give it your all. But in turn, that will then, uh, um, show someone that has other opportunities that, oh man, he or she can do this on, on, a, on, a, on another level and they can do that for my event as well. So that will create more opportunities. Yes, sir. Yeah. So basically just don't go in there and, and just do it to do it. Have a reason why you're doing it. Have a bigger purpose, poetry with a purpose.com. That's heavy. That That's, do you, do you get that question a lot? Like, um, why you named it that? Why you named your company, your website that? I don't get the question a lot, but um, there's definitely an answer behind it because literally when I was trying to figure out what I was going to name my website, aside from it not being something that's already out there, um, was that I wanted my poetry to have purpose. I didn't want it to be purposeless. And I've heard poetry that lacked direction, lacked 
a a a a motivation and, and so it's like it's good but what is it trying to accomplish so again we're men of faith scripture says that um every word that god speaks goes out and it accomplishes what it's supposed to accomplish and that's what i want to mimic every word that comes out of my mouth whether it's a piece to men or a piece to women or a piece about easter i want it to accomplish something i want you to see this in a different way which is impactful that may change the way you view a certain thing yeah so it has a purpose behind it at that point in time. I don't want anybody to walk away from a piece that I'm doing and go, ah, that was all right. And then I'm going to move on with the rest of my life. Mm. Yeah, that's that's all right. So let's matter of fact, real quick. What is your what's your Instagram? Instagram um, and Twitter is the same handle uh, at i am chris jones the number two so at i am chris jones the number two all right the reason i asked that as you see there i wanted to yep. change the name on your screen to your social media handle so when people are watching this they can just straight up go to your your page right. and follow you all right thank you so much yeah most definitely man um no that is that is that is key that is key um so we have the uplifting of the poetry community and we have the building the poetry industry, right? Mm -hmm. So um, with those two entities or those ideologies um, or those thoughts, um, some people in the community uh, don't subscribe to writing for other people writing for capitalism, air quotes for those listening, um, right? And 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 they they want to write what they feel and all of that, right? Um, uh, and that's cool and that's good, and you should. Uh, but also on the poet uh, poetry industry industry side of things, um, there's there are there are poets that one want to make this career. And so with that, they then take on jobs that, uh, that have a commission to it. A commission me meaning um, they've committed to writing a piece to a theme or a topic of, for an event um, yeah. or an occasion. Um, it, 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 it sounds to me that one, I believe that you have both, sides to you uh that's i'm sure you write for yourself you know just poetry for yourself how you feel and everything indeed so of course what's in you comes out of you no matter the topic Ooh. and so um i've been asked to propose to gentlemen's fiancés for them and if love is not in me, love is not going to come out of me. Oh, that's good. I've been asked to do funerals. And so if compassion and empathy is not in me, it's not going to come out of me. That's very good. And so no matter the topic, 
what's inside of you, what you feel, how you carry yourself, what's in your heart is going to bleed out. It's going to come out. And so if you really want to be professional, there's going to be some gigs that if it's too far away from your realm, That's too good. far away from who you are, you need to be professional enough to say, I have to decline this offer because yeah. I'm not going to be the best suited to speak on this topic. Very good. And it's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Like, really? Like, not everything should be a yes. Indeed. If it doesn't line, align with your morals, your, your faith, your thought pattern, whatever it might be, then let that be a no. And really, if you if you're really about your business, not everything, period, should be a yes. Can't say yes to everything. You can't say yes to everything. And I know at the beginning you want to, but to set the standard for yourself, you shouldn't. So obviously what happened is this thing exploded um, for me when I did the men's day at Faith Christian Worship Center. Mm -hmm. This is how I want to say 95 or more percent of people came to know who Chris Jones even is. Uh, Gary Johnson, the pastor there, puts his iPad up and starts recording me as I am ministering. Uh, I've been posted about this several times. If you go to my social media, you, you can see it. I, I really, really give him a lot of credit, him and the Holy Spirit, for even launching me into this ministry opportunity that turned into a career slash business opportunity as well. Um, he said he never records for longer than 30 seconds. And I remember going into his office and he showed me clip after clip, 30 seconds, 12 seconds, 18 seconds. He said the spirit wouldn't let me put the iPad down. He recorded the entire piece, pretty much almost the entire piece. It was nine minutes and like 49 seconds. He posted on his page. I went home that day. I even make jokes about it. I was probably at one of the lowest points of my life. I had on a hoodie, <laughs> right. some crunchy khakis. They weren't even uh, ironed all the way. Right. And these brown shoes that my wife wishes I would throw away so bad. But I told her, I said, these shoes are so symbolic of where I came from. I mm. can't I can't throw them away. Like, I got to keep them. I don't wear them ever again, but I, I, they're just in my closet because I never want to forget. She's saying, mm, right now, I never want to forget that day where I was so that I can never start feeling like I'm above anything. Like, that's so weird to me. Um, one of the things that I love about the story of Moses encountering the burning bush is that God asked him to take his sandals off. And there are many ways to look at that. But one of the ways I look at it is that God wanted his flesh to make contact with the dirt so that he can realize exactly where he comes from. Mm. You are in the presence of God. And I don't even want the 
thin little sole of your sandal to let make you think that you are higher than you really are. Make contact with this dirt, and then I can start working with you. That's a poem right there. <laughs> wow. But wow. I keep those shoes to keep contact with the dirt. Hey, that's a that's a humility piece right there. Yeah. So once that went up, Pastor hit me on that Wednesday, because that was a Sunday afternoon. He hit me on that Wednesday and he said, Man, five thousand people didn't share this video. And I thought he was joking. You know how people can say, like, man, like a thousand people did it, but right. it's really like, right. you know, a hundred. So I went and checked. I didn't say anything. I said, you know, you know the normal answers, man, to God be the glory. Thanks, right. Pastor. Thanks right. for the opportunity. The normal stuff. Friday night, I said, well, let me check, because that was Wednesday. Friday night, I went and checked. It had went up to 10,000 people that had shared it. I said, what in the world? So then I said, hold on. Now, let wait, 10,000 people watched it or no, shared it? 10,000 people had shared it. Good gracious. On Facebook. And that was within a week. The last time I checked, it was up to 38 or 39,000 shares total on wow. just Facebook. That's not counting anywhere else it ended up. And so that started that major push to put me in places outside of Baltimore, outside of the metropolitan area. People started calling from everywhere. And before I knew it, I was on a plane to St. Thomas. That was my first like, Ooh. like, oh man, this is crazy. This I, ain't is real. How, I didn't know how to handle it. Them telling me, we're gonna fly you in. We're gonna put you in a really nice hotel. We're gonna pay for all your food and we're gonna give you a check. Come on, man. It's, I had, I was like, this is, it's like a fairy tale, all because you want me to come and do my poetry. It was incredible. And so from there on, it's been a constant push to make this more professional. It started right. with me getting my LLC. Okay, here we go. Gotta get, gotta get incorporated because if you're going to be now signing contracts and things of that nature, Right. You need to provide yourself with some protections. Mm. Um, I'm now since moved on to having an escort because an escort provides you greater tax uh, relief Come for on. your business. And so you can do a lot more with it. And so we now have an escort. Um, I now have an executive assistant. You got to filter out some of the things. And listen, if anybody who's listening, I started out as a one-man band, I promise you. For so a while. I took all the calls. I did all the logistics. I worked out every little detail. I drove to places. I drove to North Carolina for, for engagements. I drove like crazy distance. I drove to Dallas mm -hmm. for a engagement to try to grow like a company that based, was based off my poetry. Wow. And it's like, I, I had to do all that, driving to Syracuse, saying yes. We talked about that. I said right. yes to everything when I first started. 
because I wanted everybody to hear me. But then right. once I got to a certain place in my career, I was able to say, uh, no, nah, this isn't quite the thing that I need to do at this point in time. Um, I've been hearing it and still hear it, which is weird. And I, I just want to talk to my fellow poets out there. Be careful when someone just wants to get you exposure. Mm. Be careful when someone only wants to get you exposure. At some point, if you've put in the work, you've put in the sweat equity, you've driven places, you've flown places, people know your Twitter handle, people are responding on Facebook, they're responding on Instagram. You don't need too much more exposure. At this yeah. point in time, this is where people need to sow into you because they want you to sow into them. Right. Right. And that's where you got to. You, and it's up to you on how you determine that. But certain things isn't worth. Just exposure when you're already exposed, you can't right. call T.D. Jakes. You can't call Joe Osteen and say, hey, come and do this because I want to give you exposure. They're already exposed. Right. You can't call many poets I can name. You can't call them and say, hey, this is going to give you some exposure. We right. already know you are contacting me because you are exposed to me. Right. This, this right. is why you are calling me. So be careful with that. And I weigh it. Some things I do for absolutely charity. Like, okay, y'all don't have anything. That's fine. I want to do this event. But just be wary of that. Just be cognizant of that. Be keen. And then have your own method. There you go. I was waiting for that. Yeah. So have your own method, meaning, okay, this is not paid. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to come with my own. Indeed. Person with the camera, mm -hmm. and I'm at least going to allow this to build my portfolio. At the I'm very gonna, least, I'm okay, going to come in with my contact information, my business cards, and I'm going to network while I'm there. And when I kill it, it's just going to create more opportunities that then will be paid opportunities. This is why you have to every gig. Give it a hundred thousand percent. I don't care how one. small the the venue is. I don't care if it's one person in there. That one person. Man, I was I was just getting ready to say that. I mean, literally, and I think you know me by now. Yeah. I don't care if it's two people there. Still, I'm going to be the same way. There will never be a lackadaisical piece. Because I never want, Michael Jordan said this. He said, I play hard every night because there may be a chance that there's one person in this crowd that has never seen me play before. And I took that to heart once I heard that. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want anybody to be like, ah, it was just all right. It was all right. Because once that happens, you begin to fall into a mediocre category. And mm. now you're just like many others. 
And I never want a gift that God gives me that's purpose directly for me to use to impact people to ever be considered mediocre. Nothing that comes from God is mediocre. So the only thing that can make it mediocre would be me. And I don't have time for that. Wow. I don't have time for that. So I'm going to give you a hundred thousand percent. I remember traveling and this is so crazy. Um, God rest his soul. Trevor Anderson, one of my really, really good friends. Um, he passed away and he traveled with me. We had three different engagements in three different states. We started out in Maryland on the same day. Mm-hmm. We started out in Maryland, 8 a.m., way down in like Prince George's County. We left from there, drove all the way up to New Jersey and did the Metropolitan up there. We left New Jersey. We went to Philadelphia and did an event. It was a huge event. Um, the guys who... Uh, and I'm forgetting their names right now. And it's a family, the the Baxters. Um, mm. They have like a social media kind of family following um, out of Philly. The Baxters, they say, um, come to the event and we'll put you in. Well, that's not exactly what happened. When I got there, the place was packed because everybody was there. It was a bunch of names. People, Vashawn Mitchell was there. It was a mm. bunch. Uncle Reese was there. It was a lot of people there. Hard in the paint. And so I was thinking, yes, sir. I was thinking, man, if I get in front of all of these people, it's about to be great. And I think God showed me something that was incredible that day. It's not about you, Chris. I didn't get on that stage until everybody had left. It was me, Trevor, the two organizers, which was the Baxes, his, his, the husband and wife. It may be like sprinkles of people who are just hanging around. And I went up there and I ministered like that place was full, like when I walked in there. And from there, I got an engagement up in Syracuse. From there, I got engagement out in Las Vegas. And it was like, oh, okay. And then once I started networking in them two different places, before you know it, I'm being invited all over the place. Mm. But it's about giving it your everything every time. And here's a question. What is it going to cost you to do that? Effort. Time. That's it. It's not going to kill you to go hard every time. And it's actually going to help you because there just may be one person there that goes, okay, I'm going to go and talk. Perfect example. It wasn't a big time pastor that was at one of my events. It was a deacon of a church, New Shiloh Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. He's there. It was a men's breakfast, prayer breakfast. Mm-hmm. And he said, man, I never seen anything like that. I want you to come do that at my church for a conference. I had no idea what the conference was. He said it was the end of the summer. We do it every year. I said, all right, wonderful. I get a call from his pastor, the pastor of the church, Harold A. Carter. Harold says, hey, man, one of my deacons swears by you. Let me check you out. Where can I find you? I said, I can do something for you right now. He said, oh, that would be even better. And so I went straight into the piece. He stopped me in the middle. He said, look, 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 stop. You're going to come to this conference. I go to the conference. Little did I know, had no idea. Dr. E. Dewey Smith was 
the speaker there for the conference. So he put me up on the Friday and I went and I did my piece and he gets up afterwards and he says, and this piece is on uh, YouTube to check out that, that exact place. He says, I'm going to take my pastoral privileges and invite you back the next day. Mm. So now I'm on a platform with E. Dewey Smith two nights in a row. You know how many people watch that. Yeah. Even pastors from this area were coming out dressed like they were going to like a mid-90s Tyson prize fight. Like they had on three-piece suits and everything right. because at that point in time, Dr. E. Dewey Smith was that guy. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't know. I had no idea. Right. I had no idea. I walked into situations, bro, where I didn't even realize um, shamefully, like, um, what's his name, baby? Um, we went down there. The Lord is my light and salvation. Um, William Murphy. I figured it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny because I'm not into uh, names like that. Right. And so I got invited to an event at your church, Good Samaritan. Yeah. Um, and William Murphy was headlining, but I had no idea who William Murphy was. I, I didn't know. Now, of course, I knew the Lord is my light and salvation. Who should I fear? Who should I be afraid? I knew that song. My mother right. listened to that song, but right. I didn't know William Murphy wrote it. And so I, I put up a post. I said, hey, I'm going to be at New Samaritan and William Murphy will be there also. <laughs> and look, I saw like I've booked you several times at <laughs> my church and I saw that. I was like, hold on. I even know that. I didn't even know yeah. that you were performing at my church. Yes, yes, yes. Because um, another gentleman from um, the, what's the movement? The full gospel movement yeah. that is affiliated with your church yeah. heard me somewhere else and then plugged me in with the full gospel movement. Heavy. And I'm like, and again, that's the whole point that we're trying to push. Be professional. Make All sure that you are, are networking. Let your life reflect the message that you're giving out. Because mm -hmm. we have some poets who their life so when and I what they show on social media completely looks a little different than the message you're trying to give out. And it takes away your credibility. If I can get if I can get poets to understand that, like I, I literally want to hire more poets but i can't because mm, that's tough i can't because especially with the poet life academy it's right. kids you're impacting kids and then they're going they're looking up to you um just like the situation that you 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 blessed me with with the easter situation yes you were i ended up mentoring yes. those kids we worked on those pieces together and so it's like i can't have you following mr chris and you go to my social media and you see some craziness that don't have anything to do Period. with the person that you met yeah yeah you, you you lose credibility i'm i'm shackled at my hands and wrists by the number of people that i cannot hire I, there's only there's only like three or four in in this area or just in 
it's, it's only a few that I can hire and not worry about a parent or a pastor or a, a teacher saying, look, that teacher that you sent to our school, our church, our whatever, um, he was great at what he did, but don't send him back here. Because the kids, the parents, they're gonna they're gonna go and and look, not just to spy, but to say, man, he was awesome. Let me let me follow him. Yes. Yes. Right. And then let when me- they start following, they're like, oh man. And they're not looking at him per se, they're looking at the poet life. And let me tell you the flip side of that. Not only are parents gonna go and follow out of enthusiasm, but Potential gigs will look at your social media you, before they even reach out. I do it all the Again, time. Practical thing. New Psalmist Baptist Church wanted me to come in and teach a seminar to the youth. The seminar was entitled Dream Out Loud. And so I did a, a piece entitled Delivering Content Confidently. It wasn't a spoken word. It was a presentation about how to deliver your content, whatever it is, whether it's being an usher, whether it's being a, a musician, a poet, a singer. How do you deliver your content confidently? And I was told by the person who began to put that together for me, um, he said, yeah, you've already been vetted by the church. I said, well, what does that mean? I didn't know. At that time, it was the first time that ever happened. He said, they already investigated you by going through your social media and allowed me to pull the trigger on this. Like, I submitted your name and they started investigating. Yeah. And so someone could want to give you a great opportunity like that, being at New Psalmist Baptist Church, that, I mean, just there alone. Is yeah. a lot. It helps a whole lot. Yeah. But if they go to your social media and it look crazy and it don't look like it lines up with all the wonderful things that people are saying about you, because that's the reason why you're being brought up in the conversation. They're going to go, yeah, no, nah, you can't bring him. You can't oh. bring him. You can't. Nope. Can't do because it. We know. We know at the event in the church, people are on their so- social media. So yes. as you're performing, they they type oh, man, in. He's killer. Let me go to his, and then you got. All right, man. So so you get the gist, man. You 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 get the point for those listening and watching, um, and reading for the blog. Um, it's not just social media because I know people will say they that's 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 their go to response. It's just social media. No, it's not. What you post is what you speak. What you post is your. It's basically a, a mirror to what you think. It's a reflection, literally, of you. Again, what's in you will come out. Scripture Ooh. tells us this. Scripture says it's not what goes into a man's mouth that makes him unclean. It's what comes out of his mouth because what comes out of his mouth comes from the abundance of the heart, which to me symbolizes a spiritual iceberg. What comes out of my mouth is just the tip that you see. Mm. 
But everything that's underneath what you know is much deep. more deep and complex. And so if I let out a little bit of foolishness, there's probably a lot more where that came from. And so it's like you got to be super careful what you post to the point now I don't. And thanks to my wife, again, my wife got me right, man. Connect with the right person. Oh, because that can hurt you, too. I just watched a, 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 a social media uh, post from Steven Jackson. He's a basketball player, does really, really well in his post NBA career. And he said that the San, San Antonio Spurs did not want to re-sign him to a championship team because of who he was dating. It's not a- because of his skills, not because he didn't help him just win a championship, but they said, man, the woman that you're dealing with. It's going to bring a whole lot of drama to this team, and we and ain't got the, time for They that. said that she's she's rubbing the, the, the other wife, having a bad impact on the other wives and all of that, and it's just like they were trying to help Virus. Her. But unfortunately, he didn't see until a lot later the type of person she was. But he ended up seeing it. But they was trying to help. Him. So, again, connect with the right spouse. All right. That's what I'm, I'm trying to say, because my wife, she helps me in such ways mm. that it's it's incredible. Like she she will say, hey, look, I need you to do this. Or I know a little bit more about like this whole church thing because she's. She grew up in the church. And your, and your, your wife is an artist as well. She, well, my wife ministers through dance. Yeah. And so she's incredible at it too. And like, we've done events together where she would dance and I would do my poetry. I would preach, she would dance. Um, and again, that opens doors. You do one thing excellently, people begin to think you can do other things excellently. You can go on tour excellently. You can preach excellently. Mm. I'm going to go lay down a verse today to be on a song with Pastor V and Selah the Corner from God Over Money. All of a sudden, you can rap excellently. Um, You can give seminars excellently. Whatever it is, you can teach our youth at the church excellently. All from seeing you do one thing. Just dedicate yourself to the thing that you love, your craft, and I promise you it will open doors for you. But connect to the right person because she'll be able to tell you, he'll be able to tell you, hey, I think you should do this. They're supposed to be your helpmate. Or don't take or don't don't post this. And that's where my wife really helped me. Talking about that social media piece, talk, it's not just social media. Don't post that. So now I don't know if you've noticed. But there's nothing negative on my social media yeah. ever. I have I have uh, difficulties in life. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? I have things that I, I get mad. Through. I yes, I'm a human being. You're not gonna be able to tell from my social media, right? <laughs> you just you ain't gonna you're not gonna know that I'm having a bad day. Uh, you're not gonna see no laughing, crying emojis, none of that. Even when I had to post about my friend, um, unfortunately passing away. Not no 15, 20 crying emojis behind that and all of that. I, I'm not doing that. I can't do it because it shows a pattern. Not saying that you are this way, but there are people 
who post things literally just to get a response. Yeah. And the problem is you're not going to always get the exact response that you desire. Right. No matter what you post, I can post. I love this presidential candidate. You're still going to have people that don't like it. You can say, I love this presidential candidate. You're still going to have people on the other side that don't like it. So no matter what you post, man, don't work for free. You're going to have some people that's going to go, you darn right, don't work for free. And then you're going to have some people that, well, maybe you should consider doing right. free. Right. And so I don't even get into that anymore. I just post about very positive things. And again, my wife put me on to that. Like, yeah. don't, don't do that. And her father. Her father said, don't give them a opportunity to pick apart what you're doing. Mm. I said, man, great advice. Great advice. You can't tell what's going on in my marriage other than I love my wife incredibly, which is the truth. Right. But if we have a hard day, like anybody else has a hard right. day, right. you ain't going to know. Yeah. You're not going to know because I'm not going to run. Everything is not for social media. It's just not. It's just not. You, you don't go and air out your spouse on social media. You are opening doors for all types of things to be affected. Yeah. Let me tell you why I know, because the young lady that I was with before I was with my wife was very public on social media. I remember about, that about our issues. And it nearly cost me the opportunity to be on the truth music tour with God over money. It mm. nearly cost me that opportunity. I was I went for my first rehearsal. But you, weren't, did, you weren't there maturity wise either no we were and again that's about who you connect yeah. to because if you connect to somebody who's on a certain level no matter where you are you come down to that, that yeah to that level and so she posts a thing i post a thing she posts a thing i post a thing i have a limit but she don't now all of a sudden i get to the rehearsal i'm meeting bizzle i'm meeting Selah, I'm meeting uh the dude um from Hog Mob. I can't think of his name right now. Um, but I'm meeting all these people, and then I get pulled into a room. And everybody knows your business. Everybody, they saying, "Look, hey man, such and such came across our pastor's desk, and we are now nervous about you being a part of this event." And if it wasn't for me being able to call my pastor and have him vouch for the things that just occurred and why this is being said, I wouldn't have had that opportunity. It would have been crushing. It, would, it literally would have been crushing because at that point in time, I always wanted to meet Bizzle. I mm -hmm. always, uh, Seven, that's his name, always wanted to meet Seven. I always wanted to meet those guys. Say lot of corner, all of that. I wanted to meet them. And that was my opportunity. And it could have been taken away because of who I was connected to at the time. Both of us were not mature enough to handle what God really was had placed on my life and our yeah. life collectively. Because yeah. once you connect with someone, your life and their life becomes intertwined. Right. You know this, man. Like your yeah. wife has to support what you're doing. Yeah. In some way, even if it's 
all right, I'm gonna let I'm gonna hold everything else down while he runs and go do what he needs to do. There has to be some level of support because scripture is not mincing words when it says, How can two walk together unless they agree? You gotta at least agree that it's okay for me to go and do this. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all gotta come into some sort of agreement. So again, that's really important. My poor friends, even if you're not married, I'm not gonna put you into that box. This ain't one of them conversations. But whoever you are connecting with, make sure you're connecting with the right type of people. Make sure your circle of friends is pushing you to fulfill your destiny. Because if they're not, you're running with the wrong circle of people. And that's not to say that they aren't good people or they they weren't around for 10, 20, 30 years. But everybody should be pushing you towards your destiny in the Mm -hmm. same way that you should be trying to help push everyone else towards theirs. Right. Yeah. Participate in somebody's dream. Indeed. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's major. Uh, people got to get that, man. But listen, um, they can rewind it. They can keep listening to it. They, they just they if, if, if you don't get that, that because social media is so huge in life, it affects everything, period. Like not just your artistry, but your job or your potential job. That's what they're looking at now. They're not yeah. just looking at your resume. They're going on your Facebook page and your Instagram page and TikTok and all of that. And they're determining whether or not you're good for their company. Indeed. Cause I got called from my pastor at one time cause I had posted something and he told me, take that down. Mm. Straight up. Take it down. And look, it's not out of, out of who is he to tell me that this, I can't stand that too. Well, here's the here's the funny humble, thing. Humble here's yourself. Thing. He's trying to help you. You can't you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth. You can't say this is my pastor, who is the spiritual head of my life, and then turn around and say, "Who is he to tell me? He's the spiritual head of your life." <laughs> and See, if that man that is in line so and he is doing so what he's supposed people, to do, and he he's he's in line and it's all falling in literally the will of God and the order of God, uh, you're the one out of place if you, who is he to tell me? That's crazy. That, that, that goal, I'm gonna tell you, and you know, it goes but so far with most people in the church. That, yeah. I'm gonna let him preach to me, but he ain't gonna come to me, he ain't gonna come at me and say, I can't marry John John or Susie. You know, this is my life and this, that, and the third and and you know, they'll go through the process. They'll do the counseling. But if the pastor says, no, I don't think you should marry him or marry her now. Mm-hmm. Right. The problem. <laughs> you know what, what I'm learning what is next week. What I'm learning is that mentorship is necessary. Yeah. Me and my wife have a mentor couple. And it's so funny because even nice. in our, our mid thirties, we we believe that we got a good handle on life because we have experienced a lot. And it was one certain topic. I won't expound upon the topic, but there was one certain topic that we were pretty certain that we got this covered. Like we know this, and so we had a conversation with our mentor couple, and um, she. Uh, no, I won't put names out, but she said. 
I want you to think about this because I don't want you to regret it. And when she said it, we looking at each other like, oh, she don't know what she's talking about. You know what I'm saying? Because we got this kind we, we we, we good over here. Yeah, we got this. And lo and behold, man, like two weeks later, we're having a conversation and we literally was like, yeah, she might have been right about that. Right. Because we might not want to regret this. Yeah. And it's like, well, maybe, maybe we should listen to people who, who, who are full of wisdom and can live longer than us. Because if we think we've seen a lot in 35 years, what you think they didn't seen in 55 years? Yeah. In 75 years. They didn't seen it all. And they just trying to, if they love you enough to try to impart something into you, the very least you can do is consider it. I'm not saying you gotta do everything someone else tells you to do, but right. at least consider it. Right. Consider that you haven't been living longer than them, and that's probably why they're your mentor. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. You you stand out out the gate because your poetry, yes, has purpose, but your poems are very direct and are longer than most poems. Yeah. Why why do you take the approach of having longer poems? When that's, your poems are like eight to ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Is it well, you just tell me. I was I was going to suggest some things, but go ahead, jump in. Yeah, no problem. Um, so when I write a piece, I don't stop until it feels complete. And somewhere around, I guess, the three to four minute mark, my pieces never feel complete. My shortest piece is five minutes and like 27 seconds. Which one is that? That's um, only the beginning. Okay. It's my shortest piece. Um, And that ended up that way because once I got to the final part of that, it felt complete. Uh, The piece I did at your church, I did that piece and it wasn't complete and I tried to run it past my wife. She wasn't even my wife at that point in time. This is where I should have knew, we should have knew that we were supposed to be married and all of that. Like we just, but either way, that's a story for another day. I went and did that piece for her and it was the first time and I think the only time in my life that I did a piece and somebody said, that was okay. And I was distraught, Chris. Chris. You don't hear that. You don't. That's that's something you hear. Listen, I said, I was distraught. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What does it mean? It was just okay. I never heard that before. I, I had a whole conniption. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I said, you know what? I said, God, I don't want nobody else to tell me that. I went back to the school because I came to see her on my lunch break did the piece, went back to the school so I can finish teaching. The class that was supposed to come to me did not come. So I had the rest of the time, I started getting lines from the spirit on how to really finish this piece. And it was the piece that you heard that night for uh, the Easter event. Do you- The real Easter. 
It sounds like you do research. Oh, big time. Because I never want anybody to come up to me in a sermon, in a, uh, a Bible study, uh, in a conference setting, seminar, um, or spoken word piece and go, that's not accurate. You're never going to get that from me. If I say scripture says, dun, 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 it's because I've read that about four, five, six, seven thousand times. And I know that's exactly what it says. Your poems are not just poems. Your your poems are sermons, not just because of the length, but uh, because of the content and the Amen. substance. Amen. And that's the thing. I write because I write until it, first of all, speaks to me. And then once it speaks to me, which all sermons should, then it's able to go and be given out to whoever has the ear to hear it. Because don't be fooled, uh, poets out there. Everybody in the room ain't going to feel your peace. <laughs> not, a, not everybody. You're going to have some people that's crying about your peace because they feel it so deeply. And you got somebody in the corner that's like, can we get to the next person? Mm. <laughs> it's going to happen because it's not for everybody. Even scripture says that. They said, well, why can't we understand? The, why can't they understand the parables? And, and Christ says everybody isn't privileged to hear. And it could be the same person with the same peace, not feel it one time and then go through something in their life. Mm. And then all of a sudden feel it. They can relate then. Oh my goodness. It's crazy. It's just crazy because the pieces have so much in them, thanks to God, that I've had people tell me, I didn't heard that piece multiple times, but today I heard this line and it helped me through this situation. And I'm like, man, that's a blessing because I think the same way about the Bible. I'll be reading the Bible. Right. And I know I've read through it from front to back multiple times, but I will run across every now and then that one verse and you go, man, that just changed. I didn't even know that was there. Right. Or I never even looked at it that way. Right. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. yeah. It's the same as when you buy a new car, you think you're going to be the only one on the street driving it. But as soon as you get on the road, everybody got that car. You see it all the time. It's crazy because yeah. I've lived that too. Matter of fact, something as simple as you guys know, I'm, I'm the wrestling coach at Loyola Blakefield. Before right. I became the coach at Loyola Blakefield, I didn't even know Loyola Blakefield existed. Funny mm -hmm. thing is now that I've been there, everywhere I go, I see that little yellow and blue L everywhere. Yeah. I was just eating lunch with my wife yesterday and she started pointing. I turn around like, what she? It's a Loyola L on some van that just sitting yep. there. I'm like, man, yep. that's crazy. I see that with Bishop McNamara. Yes. High yes. They down in your area. Yes. They're yeah. probably school down in your area. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm doing, I'm gonna get that that magnet because it's a magnet. I think it's a magnet or it's a bumper. Yeah. I think it's, it's typically a typically a magnet. Yeah, I'm gonna do that for the poet life. Dope. Yeah, for my for the poet life logo, I'm going to do that, and and really, I might just like give them out, you know, or sell it for a dollar or something like that, just to spread it and and have that because that that's so powerful because 
when you see that, you be like, that's that's validation and confirmation that that school is because you're not going to put that on your car if you don't support it. Yeah. You know I what mean, I mean? At the end of the day, not only is I'll it be in another state and I'll see Bishop McNamara yes. magnet on somebody's car. I'm like, it, OK, all right. Where are you from? You, 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 you know, how do you? And it's, it's the same thing. They know that it's not only talking about reputation, but it is the easiest way to advertise. So right now, I have on a bold life shirt. Right. The reason why I have on a bold life shirt is because my wife and I are brand ambassadors for this company. Cedric and Lakeisha Wallace owns this company. They are getting ready to open. God, man, this is incredible. Get ready to open their first store. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, he called me about it two nights ago. Said, man, that word you've spoken to me about you see us having a store. I was in, trying to encourage them, like, keep going. Now they got a store. Keep and growing. So, it's yeah. going to be, they're just growing. And I said, man, that's awesome. But everyone sees me in this shirt all the time to the point where people actually think I thought it was that they, they think it's my brand. Someone called me one time, Mr. Bold Life. And I was like, <laughs> like, that, no, that's, that's not my brand. I appreciate it, but it's not my brand, you know? But at the same time, I agree with this brand. Now I wear it. My wife wears it. My children wear it because of what it symbolizes. What it stands for. Yeah. I go places. People of all different ethnicities see this cross and they ask, well, what is that about? Yeah. Now it's a conversation starter. Right. And that's what it's about. You see that Bishop McNamara, you see that Loyola L. And if we in a parking lot and we jump out together, hey man, roll Don's roll. Yeah. Real simple thing. That's our motto at Loyola Bishop. Yeah. See, that's why I started Poet Life Gear, man, because you know, um it, you can't have an industry without having representation. Like Indeed. sports, right? All of the teams have paraphernalia and and right and so whatever team that might be your favorite team it might be um but the poet they don't really have one they don't have a uniform you know rappers have a you know uniform their uniform is chains and and you can tell that they're a rapper right right Right. the singer the singer gets up there uh um I, i don't know it's nothing specific but you can you know they you can tell that they dressed up for their performance But the poet doesn't have that yet, right? The poet doesn't have lyrics on their shirt from their poem or somebody else's and says that they're a poet. Like when I'm out and, oh, man, you're a poet. And I'll forget that I have this on. I'm like, how did you know that? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, you you become a walking billboard. And if you're asking, how can I get gigs? Well, what if you wore something that says that you're a poet? Indeed. And people will then go, you know what? I need a poet for my birthday party. Period. I've I've done so many birthday parties. Yeah. So many engagements. It's like the question, how do people know that you're a Christian? Indeed. That's your uniform is your behavior. Indeed. Right? 
Indeed. And what you speak about. But how you carry yourself. How you carry yourself. But as a poet, you can have some gear on, whether it's a bracelet, whether it's a shirt, whether it's a hat. I'm at a restaurant and, and it was a waiter just started spitting a poem. I was like, what are you doing? I want my food. <laughs> and, but he saw the poor life hat and I was like, okay, all right, yeah, go ahead. You know, yeah. I had to play that part. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> <Bring my food laughs> out, though. <laughs> yeah. You know, but because, you know, he doesn't know who I am. I can be, you know, and I am somebody, you know, um, yeah. but but representation, you know, you, you, it's it's how can you incorporate representation into your lifestyle that will then enhance your affordabilities? And here's the thing, you what you do is every aspect of your life, you let people know what you're about. And again, your representation on your shirt. Yeah. Every wherever I go, I have this on. People know what I'm about, and then it lines up to what is on my social media. It's not just Christian, 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 Christian. No, no, no. But you know, I'm about family. Right. You know I'm about my wife. Right. I'm about my kids. Yeah. You know that I love teaching. You know that I'm I'm a scholar. Those are the things. You know how I carry. So that lines up with this, and then once you meet me in person. You go, oh, okay. This legit. That's perfect with what you said because it's all about perspective, right? Social media is and should be the opportunity for you to present who you are. Indeed. That's, it's, it's an opportunity. It's not just social media. It's an opportunity for you to choose what you want people to say you are. Yeah, because they will form an opinion based upon your social media and your, inter- and your interactions with them. Because that, that can be different too. I You can have all these wonderful things on social media and then someone has an in-person interaction with you mm. and now, oh, your life don't line up with what you're putting on on social media and it's and again this whole world and it started a little while ago this whole world began looking for something authentic at some point in time i can't tell you when it happened but suddenly it happened and even in the secular world it was all about like what rappers are real even if they're talking about the wrong things i want to know that he's really doing that really living that lifestyle and it's the same way for us. Do you really love your craft like that? When you go and spit that poem and you say, man, I I didn't read every word in the dictionary just so I can make sure that you have a full understanding. Can I tell that by the content right. that you deliver? Can I tell that by the way you speak? When you type on, is it grammatically correct? Because you can't be in a dictionary all the time and you can't spell or know the difference between two, two, and two. I can't stand the posts that have no punctuation. It I kills not stand. Where do I start? Where do I stop? Where do I take a pause? I don't know, so I don't read it. <laughs> Just don't read it. Yeah. I can't. There's no punctuation here. I'm all right. If I want to uncode like something, then I'll play like, you know, 
Scrabble or Word <laughs> Search or uh, what's that? Those word finds. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I'm good. I don't want to decode what you're saying. Well, let me ask you about brevity, right? Because there is a opportunity that I had for you um, where the where my client they need that you you only had five minutes to mm-hmm. your set, and but you were still able to deliver and concisely. I guess present the same poem but in a shorter manner. Yes. And that's another thing that I'm encouraging all poets to be able to do. Make a piece that is so potent, it's potent whether it's in full, it's potent whether it's 75%, it's potent whether it's 50%. Because you're going to get into industry engagements where you have to modify it, especially when you start talking about going into television spots. Right. When I was on the Word Network, right, I had to do a call to action. A call to action is an over 10-minute piece. They told me, Chris, you have three minutes to yep. deliver this piece. And so guess what Chris did? Chris found the best parts to still convey the message, put them down, down together, put little lines in between the pieces that I broke apart to make it actually flow into it and make sense. Brought out my stopwatch. Yup, that's two minutes and 58 seconds. This is going to work because the content isn't watered down. If it's an apple pie, it's an apple pie. If it's a whole pie, a half a pie or a slice of pie. See, that's how I knew I could call you for that. That's, that's how I knew and and again, there are only there are some there are a, a, a plethora of amazing poets, but there are only a few that are professional enough that are able to do that and are willing to do that. Yeah, because at you the end of the day, I, I have to deliver what is being asked of me. If we were actors and in a way we can be. Um, yeah, we that's were actors, what I'm saying. And, and the role is for you to be a certain way. You can't tell the director. Well, I actually think the role should be like this, or no. I only I only do it this way. Yeah, not well. Guess what? You're not going to have that gig. They're going to give it to someone else who's able to give them exactly what they're asking for. And you want to have that versatility. Again, if your piece is dope, it don't matter. You're going to be able to cut it down and it still be dope. Mm. Now, if you can't, here's the thing. Here's the challenge. That's where you begin to improve right. and elevate. And yes. Like, okay, all right. I want to write a piece that it, no matter what length they ask me for it to be, I can, I can work with it. And there's been times where I've even been told, okay, you got three minutes and I go, all right, can I get five? Can you give me an extra two just mm. to make this work? Got it. Okay, yeah, we can give you five minutes. Got it. And then let me tell you the funny thing, man, about that. A lot of times that happens when people don't know you. I've been in certain situations where I've been given a time limit and once I start, no one even cares how long 
it's, it's gone at that point. Right. It's like because they're all boom. in. They're like at that point in time, it's like, what is this? I've been in a situation where I've told I've been told you got five minutes. I'm doing a piece. I cut it. I'm getting ready to leave the stage. They're like, nah, actually, we would like for you to do another one. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, um, we we nah. You can't just leave like that. Can you give us enough? Like, oh, okay, cool. And again, that's your gift making room for you mm-hmm. in all types of arenas. But with your gift making room for you, you gotta cultivate your gift. You gotta put your all into your gift. Your gifts have to be your lifestyle, period. Yeah. Because what's the point? What's the what's the point of God giving it to you? Period. Like if you're yeah. just gonna hobby your gift he's going to be like I- i'll take that i'll take that from you and I'm you'll be like because again the, the parable of the sower um it's real simple it's not that hard i gave you the parable of, of the talents right here it is it says i gave you this i gave you this i gave you this i gave you one i gave you two i gave you five I'm giving these to you so that you may bring back a return on this. If you hobby it out, there's no return coming back. It's just like you taking it and hiding it. It's going, okay, well, I don't really want this to help anyone else. So, or I'm just doing this. As a lot of people say, they get caught up on this. I just do this for me. Or I do this for the culture. And it's like, that's cool. And I'm not saying that you have to, if you want to stay on that level, then do that. I'm not, I'm not telling you, you have to do, because some people really just want to go to open mics and let their feelings out and do it hopefully an excellent way. And that's okay. But I thought this conversation was about people who are trying to turn this into a career, a business, a business model. Yeah. And if that's what we're talking about, then you got to reconsider how you carry yourself in a professional manner. Because, you know, you'll get you'll get you get the hobbyers. I'm going to say hobbyers is not a word, but you'll get the hobbyers. And and but then they'll. They'll limit themselves to the hobby, to it being a hobby, but then they'll get upset that. no one caused them to perform indeed even at an open mic to feature i i was just thinking that like then you get upset that you don't get the opportunities that other people get and here's another thing let me go ahead and say this please be happy for every opportunity that every other person gets Mm. you know this chris i don't care who it is I don't care what you're talking about. If it's positive and you're saying this is helping you, fitness, business, anything, I put underneath your post, hashtag way up. Right. No matter what it is, because I always want you to know that I want to be encouraging to anything that you are trying to do to elevate yourself. Yeah. I will never, and I mean never, ever comment something negatively underneath someone's post. I can see your post and be thinking, oh, that's crazy. But you're not going to catch me telling you, hey, bro, that's crazy. 
if yeah. I know you well enough, I will call you. Right. Hey, Chris, I don't know about that, bro. Right. But not openly on social media. The only thing you're going to get from me on social media is positivity. Yeah. The only your, thing. Your so hashtag way up. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your hashtag way up is the, is the equivalent the is the equivalent of my keep climbing that's what i that's what i post yeah 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 definitely yeah definitely man um man you know what you and i we can we can be talking for 10 hours straight man um and i, I can appreciate this conversation uh and you know <clears throat> one of the reasons why i started this uh podcast is is to allow just allow the conversations to happen these type of conversations, I won't say they don't happen, um, but not often enough. Yeah. You know I what I mean? It, I liken it to um, something. And again, I, I keep bringing it up because I love her so much, I guess. My wife, right? Yeah. Um, we do this thing um, where we sow into our marriage, whether it's through Marriage 365, whether it's through doing devotionals, whether it's through quarter, quarterly marriage maintenance, whether it's through date nights. We have the hard conversations because we know these conversations are not happening often enough right. for people around us. And if we don't have these conversations, then we run the risk of being just like some of the things or some of the people that we see around us. I like in what you just said to that, because if we don't have these types of conversations, then it's not even a possibility in the yeah. mind of the poet that this can happen. Yeah. This is why I love the fact that uh, Wendell Shannon is putting a book together. Um, it's a, a book and it's a very primary level book, numbers, letters, but it's using African-American children to illustrate each thing, a senator, a governor, a president, like until children even see or hear that they can be these things, yeah. there's no possibility of even doing that. And so yeah. this conversation is relevant because until poets see and hear that this can be more than just something that you do yeah. or just your enjoyment because you still want it to be enjoyable. Right. I love doing what I do and I only do what I love doing so that work doesn't feel like work to me. I'm a PE teacher because I love it. It mm. doesn't feel like work to me. I'm a wrestling coach because I love it. It don't feel like work to me. I minister through spoken word and use uh, my ability to to orate, to preach and teach and speak because I love that. It don't feel like work to me. Mm. And your gift should not feel like work to you. Does your yeah. gift bring a certain uh, burden? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But typically that burden is to shape you up, to strengthen you, to sharpen who you are again. We can't carry the gifts that we have and be any old type of way. Yeah. We just can't. Yeah. Because yeah. of the burden of the gift. Majorly. Majorly. I, you know, I, I choose not to be a performance poet because the 
the performance part, the memorizing part, all of that is work to me. That's not the fun part for me. You know, I started out, you know, because that's 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 what I thought I had to do to be a poet. You know, um, but that's the best part about poetry is you don't have to do it all one way. So many forms, so many ways to deliver it. I write I high that's one of the things that people like about me because there is a certain um, stereotypical sound. Right. And I'm stereotypical because it's what people outside the poetry community would consider poetry to be. And right. So when I've been to so many events where they say, well, we're going to have this guy come up, give poetry. And you can almost see the eyes begin to roll. Like, man, I, I'm not here for this. Right. And then I open my mouth. I give you this and work. I present it the way that God has given it to me to present. And then all of a sudden, you see some minds change. Some of them, you know. Right. And it's like, oh, I don't, is that poetry? Is it yeah. rap? Is he preaching? I don't right. Know. Right. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, there's so many ways. You don't have to do it like me and right. to to be effective. Do it the way you do it. Right. Just be one hundred percent dedicated to how you're doing it, and people will notice. I promise. That's good. That's good. Listen, folks. Uh, if you don't know who Chris Jones is, um, go to his website poetrywithapurpose.com. Go to his social media. And- Instagram and Twitter, which is I am Chris Jones, the number two. Uh, this conversation, I knew I would have fun with this conversation, man. You know, we were supposed to have this conversation uh, Friday night, but I'm so glad we had it uh, this morning, Saturday morning, because, you know, we're both refreshed and everything. We're not tired, you know, and and it really is going to get my day started. When I leave here, I'm going to, you know, jump on my bike and and, and, and ride um, but now I have so much energy and I'm excited about the way up, the way forward. <laughs> yeah. And, and where did you get that? Let me ask you real quick. It's, it's, it's way with three A's, right? Yes. Why, so, why way up? It's so funny because when I, um, <laughs> when I first came uh, up with that, the song, um, uh, all the way up, all the way up was coming out. Um, and people thought I got it from there. Okay. And I'm like, no, that ain't it. And then Kanye came out with a song, Kanye and Big Sean. I'm way up. Oh, okay, got I didn't get it from there. I got it from my very favorite artist, Drake. Okay. At the beginning of a song on if you're reading this, then it's too late. Got it. He says way, way, way up. And the way he said it, I said, man, that's how I want to carry myself. Like a mindset that's above all of the foolishness. And that's really what way up is about. It's a mindset. It's a state of being. It's like, yo, I'm way up in my finances. I'm way up in my education. I'm way up in encouraging others. Mm -hmm. I'm just above just mediocrity. It's not me being above you. Mm -mm. I want you to be way up with me. 
And yeah. so that's why I put way up underneath everybody. You doing something, you way up and you way up. Right. It's like Oprah and you get a way up. And you get a way up. <laughs> everybody get a way up because I want everybody up here. Yeah, I want everybody to win, man. It, Indeed, that's it, it. It's it's so lonely <laughs> climbing. Yeah. It just is. You know, I I, I don't want to say it's lonely at the top because I don't want to like say I'm at the top right now. Like that's why I say that's why I always say to people like you say way up. I say keep climbing, you know, because I don't care if you think what you do is the best. Keep climbing. Yeah, there's always levels. There isn't a destination. It's it's a journey. Yeah. That's the crazy thing, man. I, keep, I love the fact, keep climbing, keep going, man. Keep growing. I love the fact that we can always improve ourselves. So right now I'm doing that through education. I'm getting my master's degree because I want to improve myself in other areas. And at the same time, it's still going to give me even more credibility in in, in the, the port realm because it says, look, man, I honor education. I'm able to, like you said, it sounds like you study. Right. Yet, I study and you know I have the propensity to study if I have a master's degree. Yeah. That means I, I didn't went above and beyond to get an advanced degree. So if I'm gonna put that type of work into academia, I'm definitely gonna put that type of work into my craft. So I know it's gonna work both ways. It's gonna help, man, even when the, the bio is being read before I preach and things of that nature, it says proud graduate of Morgan State University. Pretty soon, hey, I'm asking to my executive assistant in spring 21. Yeah, hey, we got put in there, proud graduate of Goucher College with a master's in education. Yeah, that's coming up. We got to change the bio, baby. We got to change the bio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but again, that lets even the listeners know I should anticipate a different level of something because he's put in the time. Right. For his craft. He's gone above and beyond. Oh, he spoke on this platform, that platform. Oh, let me listen up. Right. That's right there. Oh, Word Network, National Baptist Convention is to let people know, hey, God has blessed me with these opportunities because somebody saw fit to align with his will to invite me. Maybe you will get something that that is worthwhile from what I'm about to give out. In a nutshell, people take your craft serious. Again, I don't care if there's one person in there. Don't, don't take your art down to it just being one person. Take it up to making it seem like there's a thousand people in there. Make that one person feel like they're the only one in the room, <laughs> even though they might be. Listen, there's one person in the room that matters most if you are of the faith, and that's God. Scripture literally says that you do not do your service unto men, but unto God. Mm. And I've had wild, crazy sessions all by myself, just me and God, and we're in the room, and I'm getting chills, and I can't believe he gave me that line to come off of that line. I'm like, what? No, that's crazy. And I'm saying over and over again. And we just having that whole moment. We communing. And before I know it, the piece is done. And it's just like, I know it's going to be crazy because it was crazy to me first. Because there's no way I could have did that by myself. Mm. 
it was wild to me. So I can't wait to go give it out to somebody else, man, to see if they can grab just something from it too. Bigger, bigger purpose, bigger reason, bigger why, more than just poetry. Yeah. More than just metaphors, more than just bars. It has to be deeper than that. It's deeper than poetry, man. Look, everybody, this is we just had we just had fun, man. You know, because, again, we can do this all day, um, but we'll reconnect. Uh, I have more opportunities that I, I need, not just I, I want Chris, but I need Chris for um, because, again, Chris stands out and he can deliver what most of my clients are are asking for. So think of it. Think of it like that, you know, be top of mind when people think of poetry when people think if they know me when think of when people think of poetry even though i don't perform they think of me indeed right you see what i'm saying yeah. yeah. cuz i live it indeed you know i do this weekly sometimes twice and three times but yeah. there's also poet life gear poet life academy this is a lifestyle that's why it's called poet life that's why what he's wearing is bold life cuz he lives a bold life so if you're trying to take something to the next level, you you have to make it a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So we're going to leave it off right there, man. Chris, if you have anything uh, to, to leave the people, what would you say, man? Man, just echoing your sentiments. Um, we talked about it before and we talked about it during. And this is just wrapping it up. You know, literally, guys, when you are talking about taking your craft to the next level, add a level of professionalism, make everything add up to that. Go get your business card, go and make moves that put you in a place where you begin to look professional, get your website, spend some money on yourself. You got to invest in yourself before anyone else wants to invest in you. It's called investing in yourself. Yes. Another lesson I had to learn. I walked around with CDs that were kind of cheaply put together for a long time. And then again, my wife said, yo, you need to step that up. And it wasn't until I was at an event with a young lady who was just as good at what she did. She was a violinist and she was just as good at what she did and as what I did. But she had much better presentation once we came onto the tables. And I said, ah, my wife was right. I need to I need to spend some money. It's, it's going to cost eight hundred, nine hundred, a thousand dollars sometimes to get these CDs done. But if you see the packaging for whole, if you see the fact that along with the packaging for whole, it was put digitally on every platform. I can say to Alexa right now, Alexa, play the real Easter by Chris Jones. Alexa will go through and start playing my piece. That's professionalism. When someone said, where can I find you? You don't just send them a YouTube link. Tell them, go to my website. You got to spend that money. Invest in yourself. And once people see that you are willing to invest in yourself, then they are much more comfortable investing in you. That's it. That's it right there. 
Yes, sir. That's it right there. People will pay you more because it's not just a check now. It's an investment mm. in what you have already invested in yourself. Yeah. But if it's a hobby, I'm not investing in a hobby. You're right. What investors are investing in, are investing in hobbies? That's perfect. ROI. That's ridiculous. Ain't nobody investing in no hobbies. Warren Buffett is not going to invest in your hobby. Man, that's good, Chris. Your mother's not going to invest in your hobby. That's even more dope. Hey, look, why, there, look why, all right, let me go here, then we'll end. Your mother not going to invest in your hobby. She not. Because, look, we get mad <laughs> when our family does not support or push or share or it's because they don't see that you've invested in this craft or in this business that you said yeah. you're going to start. Like you said, you don't take it seriously. They want to know that you're taking it serious because they're not going to put their name, their share, their like on something that you just that's just going to be fly by night. Mm-hmm. Notice your family hops on when you start to make some moves. It Now, you, there are some family members that hop on when the money comes. Yes, there are. But, <laughs> uh, but for the most part, people want to see that you're serious about what you're doing, man. And yeah. so if I see that you're going to get business cards, if I see that you're uh, getting better with you know, your, your, your poem, your song, your rap, whatever it might be. And I see that you're putting the time in. If you won't even invest the time, why would I invest my money? Yeah, it's crazy. Time is money. And if you're not putting in no time, you shouldn't be expecting no money. It's real simple. It's real simple. Look, man, I'm going to give you your Saturday back. I'm going to go hype, hop on this bike Ride a few miles. Say hi to your family. Um, Everybody, thank you so much for listening, watching, and reading the Poet Life podcast. This has been another amazing uh, episode. And uh, like he said, go to our website, thepoetlife.com. Go to Chris Jones's website. Say it again one more time. Poetrywithapurpose.com. Once again, poetry with a purpose.com and when i tell you you need to go there like right now and go just experience not just listen and hear go experience his poetry because he's one of one just i'm you'll see what i'm saying go check him out poetry with the poetry with the purpose.com check us out the poetlife.com we appreciate you y'all have a good weekend Thanks for having me. Chris, man, I appreciate you, bro. All right, all right, all right. You do the same, man. Go ride well. I'm My sure man. when you post about it, I'm going to post way up. There we go. <laughs> all right, man. All See right, you man. later. We'll talk, all right? All right. All right. Introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com.
find a way, mm -hmm. find a way.